nanoparticles are designed to cross every membrane in the human body. They've known this for 10 years. So where do these, these ingredients go? They go to the brain. Some of you have noticed changes in the personalities of loved ones who have taken these injections. They biodistribute to the liver, the adrenals, the spleen, and if you're a woman, they accumulate in your ovaries. Now these are industrial fats coated with polyethylene glycol in your ovaries, okay? And what's really scary, Dr. Robert Chandler, who's a respected pathologist who's treated the Lakers and the Angels, he wrote this report and he shows that the chart shows the graph going down as it leaves the injection site, but going up as it accumulates in these various organs over time. And what's incredibly scary if you're a woman is that there's no mechanism that we've found by which the body gets rid of the lipid nanoparticles in the ovaries. So your first injection, some go into your ovaries. Your second injection, more go into your ovaries. Your booster, more go into your ovaries. There's no mechanism with which the body can release this material that we've seen. Hey, you guys, welcome back. Today's episode is going to be about the censorship and the silencing of the vaccine injured. I'm not going to go into globalists. I'm not going to go into the World Health Organization and why they're so crummy. There's more than enough episodes that I've made where I get into the specifics of how fraudulent the World Health Organization is. So if you're interested, you can look into my catalog of episodes that I have available. Though I will mention them as I review bits of a 2020 timeline. Just a quick reminder, I only provide commentary. When you look into the description, of each of my episodes, I provide more than enough links for you guys to click on and explore yourselves. So yeah, I just wanted to point that out. But today we're going to be focusing on the victims who are being silenced throughout the world, actually, uh, regarding the mRNA, Pfizer, and Moderna jabs. There has been a lot of people who have suffered health complications due to the AstraZeneca vaccine. And I don't know if you guys remember, but that shot was, at least throughout Europe, was pulled from the market because it hurt so many people. And those people aren't getting any help, sadly. Now, before we dive into that, it would only make sense to review what went down in 2020 and why we are in the mess that we're in now regarding censorship and all of that and how it's actually hurting a lot of people around the world. They can't get help. Questions that they're raising to their doctors are being ignored. A lot of these people are reverting to finding uh, support groups. And there are a few doctors out there doing really good work trying to uh, come up with some type of a treatment that can help the spike protein that's really fucking up a lot of people's bodies right now. And it's not enough, sadly, but I thought it'd be important to go through this timeline that I found on agmc.com. I'm going to provide this link in the description as well so you guys can read through it. The title of this timeline is called Timeline of COVID-19 Developments in 2020. This was updated on January 1st, 2021. And I'm not going to read the entire timeline. Click the link in the description so you can read into it yourself. What I thought were the most pivotal moments of 2020. Also, the moments that affected me the most. Now, you guys know I did not get vaccinated. Due to the lack of data, I couldn't really trust what was being pushed out and so quickly as well. 
So this list states that this is an updated look at how the pandemic progressed throughout 2020. On January 9th, the World Health Organization announces mysterious coronavirus-related pneumonia in Wuhan, China. On January 21st, the CDC confirms first U.S. coronavirus case. By January 31st, the World Health Organization issues a global health emergency. February 2nd, global air travel is restricted. And for this, I'm going to read the paragraph that's listed. I quote, By 5 p.m. on Sunday, those en route to the United States have to have left China or they can face a two-week home-based quarantine if they have been in Hubei province. My bad if I butchered that pronunciation. Mainland visitors, however, will need to undergo health screenings upon their return, and foreign nationals can be denied entry. Other countries beginning to impose similar air travel restrictions at this point include Australia, Germany, Italy, and New Zealand, all developed countries. Okay, on February 3rd, the U.S. declares public health emergency. March 11th, WHO declares COVID-19 a pandemic. In other words, Bill Gates paid the WHO to declare a pandemic. He's the largest donor to the WHO. All right, March 17th, University of Minnesota begins testing hydroxychloroquine. March 19th, California issues statewide stay-at-home order, aka house arrest under Gavin Newsom. I'm going to read you this paragraph as well because this really impacted me. And I quote, California becomes the first state to issue a stay-at-home order mandating all residents to stay at home except to go to an essential job or shop for essential needs. The order also instructs healthcare systems to prioritize services to those who are the sickest. Moving on. March 25th. Reports find extended shutdowns can delay second wave one week later. Well, this went on for two and a half years, right? This whole supposed one-week lockdown. June 4th. Lancet NEJM retract COVID-19 studies on hydroxychloroquine. To my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, that was going to be a potential treatment for COVID-19. July 2nd, states reverse reopening plans. So house arrest was extended on July 2nd. And this paragraph states, I quote, Several states, including Communist California and Indiana, postpone or reverse plans to reopen their economies as the United States records 50,000 new cases of COVID-19, a.k.a. the common flu, the largest one-day spike since the pandemic's onset. New Mexico also extends the state's emergency public health order through July 15th and implements a $100 fine for those not adhering to required mask usage. Even though this happened in New Mexico, they forced us to do all of this without providing us, the people, any data to suggest anything. There was no data available. Speaking on California, do not vote for Gavin Newsom if he does decide to run for president because he is so fucking worthless. I saw a beautiful city turn into a third world country under his authoritarian regime. Okay, so please do yourself a favor. Do not vote for Gavin Newsom. He's a fucking fraud. Moving on. July 14th, early Moderna data point to vaccine candidates' efficacy. I quote, Data from phase one-half trials of Moderna Inc.'s COVID-19 vaccine show that doses produced immune responses in all three groups of 15 volunteers. The company was the first to enter large-scale human trials. Adverse effects of the vaccine candidate, which is administered twice 28 days apart, include injection site pain and chills. We will soon learn how bullshit this claim is, because again, this was an attack on our human population, because we were told to do so or else 
Uh, we'll circle back to this, but just keep in mind how much of a lie this is coming from Moderna, because this entire episode is about people who suffered from getting three, four, so in some cases, two shots, okay, of Moderna or the Pfizer vaccine, most of it coming from Pfizer. But uh, this claim is utter bullshit. People suffered far more than pain and chills. We have people who are wheelchair bound. It's that bad. Athletes are dying left and right, collapsing from enlarged hearts, uh, cardiac arrest. It pisses me off how much of a lie this is. Like people are dying. Now, I think it's population control, to be honest with you. July 27th, Moderna vaccine begins phase three trial, receives, get this, $472 million from the Trump administration. He fucked up. In the beginning, the phase three clinical trial to examine a vaccine candidate against COVID-19, Moderna announces that the Trump administration increased funding by $472 million. The move now brings a total investment made by the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority to $955 million. It's a lot of fucking money to kill a bunch of people. It's a lot of money to create something that doesn't prevent transmission. Think about that. All right, August 11th, Trump administration reaches deal with Moderna. Despite still waiting on final data, the Trump administration reportedly agrees to pay $1.5 billion to Moderna for 100 million doses of its vaccine candidate, mRNA1273, or an average per dose price of $15. The vaccine, however, is still under investigation in the joint phase three COVID trial Moderna is conducting with the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority. Blah, blah, blah. August 13th, Biden calls for a three-month mask mandate. I quote, Still a presidential nominee, Joe Biden calls on all governors to require their citizens to wear masks anytime they go out in public through November, and he claims he will mandate the practice if elected. At this point, there are reported 165,000 deaths. End quote. So they're just giving us numbers on people who died. Now, I'm not saying that people did not die from COVID. It's not what I'm getting to. I'm just saying that the virus itself, when it first got out of the lab, it was obviously going to be very strong and it was going to hit people as it hit me, even though I wasn't really that badly sick the first time I got COVID. But the second time, I've only gotten it twice, by the way, and it's been over a year since I've been sick from anything, really. But um, the second time, I would say I got a little bit more sick and I don't even think it was COVID itself that I got hit with. But the first time, I wasn't that sick. I really wasn't. I had like a cold. I'm not incredibly unhealthy, but I wouldn't even say I'm the healthiest person out there despite my age. So at the time when people were dying, they were marking every death under COVID. Even if you died from diabetes and then eventually that led to cardiac arrest, they were like, okay, just note it down as COVID. Also, a lot of people were denied an autopsy. Like families were denied from hospitals or, you know, medical examiners to conduct autopsies. We really don't know. The government just says, hey, here's the data. We'll get into that later. But moving on, November 18th. Pfizer biotech vaccine is 95% effective. There's a video out there surfacing how this percentage right here, 95%, drastically drops as it progresses throughout the year. <laughs> it goes from like 95 to 20% or something ridiculous like that. I saw a video on it on Twitter and these are actual reports from the news 
reporting back to everybody saying, okay, this is the efficacy of Pfizer vaccine. It's no longer at 95, but close to 30% more so. I'll find that video and drop it in the link so you guys could watch that. It's an insane video. Operation Warp Speed will always be remembered as Trump's biggest failure during his presidency. I swear, he fucked that one up big time. Data first and then you mandate something, even though I'm anti-mandate. Next, November 20th. CDC warns against holiday travel. So we couldn't see our family during the holiday if they were out of the country or even across state. Remember that? They were so Nazi about it. Uh, I quote, Pfizer Biotech submit their COVID-19 vaccine to the FDA for an EUA, making them the first companies to seek such an approval in the United States. The EUA submission includes safety data on about 100 children between the ages of 12 and 15 years old. At the same time, the CDC urges Americans to stay home for Thanksgiving amid national spikes in COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations. The agency recommends that people avoid mingling with people who have not resided in their household for the last 14 days. As cases in the United States surpass 11 million, CDC officials worry that the situation could worsen during the holiday season. I mean, how disgusting is that coming to learn what we know now? I hope all these people are held accountable. I really do. All right, you guys, we're almost done with this. So now we're on December 18th. The FDA signs off on EUA for Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine. The FDA issues a second EUA allowing shipments of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine to begin. On December 21st, the UK announces that a new strain of the virus that causes COVID-19 B117 is spreading across the country. The novel variant is more contagious but does not appear to be more lethal or lead to more severe disease, which is what every fucking flu does eventually. Like, remember what happened with the Spanish influenza, you guys? Nowadays, we live with it. It's around. It's here. It hits some of us hard and others not so much. I've had it before a long time ago and I survived it. It wasn't actually that big of a deal because over time, these viruses lose their strength. And depending on how healthy you are and how many vitamins you take and how much exercise you're getting, it's not going to really affect you if you're keeping your body in check. This is human nature. We have viruses. We have bacteria that are always going to be here and they're going to be here when we die as well. On December 23rd, the U.S. buys more Pfizer vaccines. The Trump administration announces it will buy an additional 100 million doses of Pfizer and BioNTech vaccine. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this word right. It's spelled B-I-O-N-T-E-C-H. So I don't know if it's BioNTech or BioTech, but I'm just going to call it BioTech. Fast forward to 2021. We're at this point now where most of the world had imposed a vaccine mandate alongside a mask mandate. We couldn't enter restaurants without a COVID card. I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh, we couldn't get a job without proof of vaccination. That happened to me several times. And then shortly after these died suddenly cases began to emerge and the groups that this affected the most were the least expected demographic, which are young, top of the line, healthy athletes. Take a listen this real quick. When the people being hurt are world-class athletes, humans in peak physical condition with no comorbidities or prior medical problems, people like Paula Badosa and Janik Sinner, star tennis players who fell ill during the quarterfinals of the Miami Open and had to retire. Badosa became sick and left the court in tears and Janik doubled over in pain in the middle of his match. These are just two of more than 769 athletes who have collapsed during a game on the field over the last year, from March of 2021 to March of this year. 
the average age of the players suffering cardiac arrest is just 23 years old. So that started happening and God forbid anyone asked any questions. Now this is what I'm talking about with the censorship because this is when it really started to take its toll. Um, people were being left unanswered. People that were hurting, people that were told just do the right thing and take these shots and take your boosters and take your foreign novel <laughs> countermeasure prototype, which again, that's what the Pentagon calls it. So I'm gonna start referring to it as that from here on out, cause that's what it is. In a classical sense, and I know some of you can remember a time where this was reality. A vaccine was created to prevent a virus from entering your body. So when you have a vaccine, that doesn't operate the way it's supposed to. Clearly not 95% effective because eventually everyone got hit with Omicron. Remember that? Most people that were already vaccinated still got hit with Omicron and they were told to do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? So the vaccine itself, the mRNA does not work. It doesn't deserve to be called a vaccine because it doesn't operate as one. And that's what I was getting to the past year. It's not a vaccine. This is a bio weapon that's being forced upon our population. So these kids, some of them are kids by the way, these athletes, very young, are winding up dead. That's just one demographic. But we also have a case of other healthy people who were active, who monitored their health, that went in and like we're about to hear right now from this woman named Mel, she was interviewed by Dr. John Campbell. I'm about to play a little snippet of this much longer clip, but what happened to her was very sad and she's just an example of thousands of others throughout Australia and New Zealand right now who are not being represented by their medical industry right now. They're being left to figure shit out on their own. This woman, Mel, she went from being a surfer, living next to the beach, doing her thing very healthy, had smooth skin, you know, very attractive young woman, to fast forward three Pfizer shots in, now she's wheelchair bound, okay? She's on her wheelchair, she's handicapped, essentially, and her veins are protruding, like she has veiny arms, just weird characteristics that weren't a part of her genetic makeup prior to all this. So this is a problem and it's, it's really heartbreaking and listen to her, just keep your mind open and listen to what she has to say. She makes a lot of great points here. We'll circle back, take a listen. There's a lack of acknowledgement and a lack of infrastructure and we really need to start building, you know, uh, support systems for these injured like myself, because essentially we're abandoned. I've sent my report to the TGA or Therapeutics Good Association, and um, I haven't heard back from them, you know, as well as many other people, um, you know, they, they, they fail to follow up or investigate. And we've seen that even for near death experiences, right? And so we, and we know that there's a lot more injuries than what has been reported to them because a lot of a lot of people don't report their injuries. It's quite sad. Um, I think more on the on the media side, um, we're like I said, we're starting to see a bit of interest uh, about this. But um, a lot of these people, or, or myself, like you know, I tried to get support online, and when I put um, a message say, "Has anyone experienced a vaccine injury?" Um, my message got deleted. And so, <laughs> how can you get help? when you can in no one will acknowledge you essentially and censor and silence you so i think one of the big things is that um the censorship needs to stop the silencing needs to stop like would we silence and censor someone that has cancer or would we do the same for someone that has diabetes we wouldn't right um and so these people and it's hard on these people and myself because i think there's that um it's such a taboo subject to talk about vaccine injuries 
Um, and for a lot of people, they get ostracized when they talk about their vaccine injuries. So yeah, I love what she says there. You know, would we ignore someone with cancer? Would we censor a person who has cancer? No, there's cancer research, actually. So we can help aid the people who have cancer. At least that's what it's designed to do, unless they're money laundering as well. I don't know. But we don't censor those with cancer. We don't censor those with diabetes. But we do censor those who are bound to a wheelchair now because they took three Pfizer shots. Isn't that something? Now, the way I look at this is it's a gamble. It's not going to affect everyone the way it affects others. Let's say you're someone listening to this and you did get the shot, right? And let's say nothing happened to you. In that case, just because you didn't get hurt or none of your friends got hurt doesn't mean there aren't people out there who got hurt. And this is another point I really wanted to make is it doesn't change the fact that people are hurt. It doesn't change the fact that people have died. Dr. John Campbell, he had a video a few days ago of data on a 14-year-old Japanese girl who had died after taking her third Pfizer shot. He provided pictures of what her insides looked like, and it was completely clotted up. I don't even know how to describe it. It was just like coffee flakes all over her insides. I'm going to drop a link to this because YouTube actually made him take this video down, but Rumble has it because Rumble doesn't censor. So I'm going to drop a link to this so you guys could see for yourselves. 14-year-old girl, okay? 14-year-old athletic Japanese girl who just died. She had no reason to die. She just died. And why did she die? Because she was doing the right thing. She was taking the vaccine. So she wouldn't spread it to her elders. That's what we were told. It can happen to anyone. It's a gamble, okay? It might not happen to you, but it could have happened to your neighbor easily. The fact that YouTube made him take down that video is another crime that's being committed by these conglomerates that are really trying to make a lot of money and fuck our lives up pretty much and censor us even though that's against the law we have a first amendment that protects us from these types of things we can legally ask questions and legally conduct research of our own in fact especially if you're a parent a responsible one at the least you would be doing your own research you research your child's diet you should be researching medication absolutely I'm going to make a shirt that says, please do your own research, because you should, and you should be questioning authority. Them censoring him, forcing him to take down the autopsy results of a 14-year-old healthy young girl who had her whole life ahead of her is fucking despicable. And there are other teenage girls and boys bound to the wheelchair now or have to rely on pharmaceuticals for the rest of their lives. There's a video of another young athlete, he's 20 years old, and he takes like 20 pills a day. And this was after taking, I believe it was his third shot. Please watch these videos. We need to start looking at these people like human beings. I mean, don't you think it's disgusting? to just turn our backs and be like, you know what? It's not the vaccine, sorry you're in a wheelchair. That's fucking unethical. That's disgusting, that's inhumane. We can't do that as a society. That's why I don't agree with this whole argument of silence equals complicity, right? For those of you who do agree and understand that there's something really fucking wrong with our medical system here, which isn't really a medical system anymore, it's just a cash in for these huge biopharmaceutical companies, stand up to it, say something people that are hurt, they need research to be properly conducted now. They need treatment for what this vaccine did to them. They need help. I mean, geez, I don't understand. This this breaks my heart, how fucking taboo it is to talk about this. What has the media done to our neighbors, our friends? What has the media, like they brainwashed them to the point where it's actually kind of evil. It's three years in. 
this isn't a scientific episode. It's just really my thoughts on all this. And I knew something like this was going to happen. That is why I did not take the vaccine. I knew something like this was going to happen. In fact, I've noticed a behavioral shift in my father. A little backstory on him was he was a chain smoker. He smoked like one or two packs a day easily. He was smoking all day and completely stressed out. And then eventually one day he found out he had diabetes. And so he quit cigarettes cold turkey after smoking for most of his life at that point, completely changed his diet, started exercising again, and became super healthy. I mean, even I was like, what the hell? My mom was shocked. Everyone in our family were like, you're looking great. He lost weight. His attitude completely shifted. He was a different person. Fast forward, four shots in now, and this sudden depression began to overcome him. And it wasn't lockdown, like leaving him alone at home with a computer and scrolling through the news once he gets home from work. It's nothing new. Like my dad's always been pretty much introverted. And he was also working during the pandemic. So it wasn't like he was locked up. He, he got out as much as he would normally prior to lockdown. So seeing this shift in him really pisses me off. And that's why I'm not letting this go. And I'm never going to fucking forget what the government did to us. It's wrong. People are hurting here. You don't have to be a fucking doctor to see this. You know, you just have to be a human and look at other people like human beings and be decent. And that's what this episode is about today. So if you're listening to this and you're out there and you happen to know somebody who was injured by the vaccine, my heart and prayers go out to you. They really do. I'm going to leave you guys with this video of a man who lost his wife to getting the jab and it's really heartbreaking and also her autopsy did rule that it was a death that was caused by the vaccine it's really heartbreaking to listen to but um, i'm gonna leave it on this note she was treated first in hospital in durham and she was then transferred to the royal victoria infirmary in newcastle where she sadly died. Now, in her conclusion, the senior Newcastle coroner, Karen Dilks, said it was clearly established that Lisa's death was due to a vaccine-induced thrombotic cytopenia. Now, that is a condition which leads to blood clots and swelling of the brain. I, I just feel as if these people need to be talked about. Lisa was always smiling. Lisa was so kind. She was my best friend. I just don't want what's happened to her to be brushed under the carpet. If anything can good, good can come of what's happened to Lisa, so this doesn't happen to other people. We sat there in the intensive care unit and we saw what they did to my beautiful wife.